How do you go about deciding which property at what price are you going to buy? Do you have a pre-approval of 800K and maybe you go, hey, I'm going to buy a property for 800K because that's what my bank said on pre-approval. Or do you maybe go, no, wait, high yields, capital growth, diversity. I read some really cool posts in a really cool forum. And now I need two 400K properties because that just seems better, smarter. And a buyer's agent told me they could get too diversified in this area in that area. Or maybe, no, it's not about that. I'm going to wait until I can borrow and get a blue chip property at 1.6 mil, 2 mil. Wait till my income rises and I can do a bigger deal because bigger deals is better deals, right? What if I told you that it's not this perfect answer each and every time, that it's either this or it's either that. And I've actually started to look it back in time and look at my own portfolio, realize shortcomings, realize strengths, and also look at other people's plans that I put together and figure out what's the sweet spot. And so the biggest answer is it depends. And so I want to share a story with you of a few clients where they actually figured out how to get there by a sequence of questions that I asked them. And that's when we unpacked it all. So let me ask those same questions to you. Number one, are you a less is more or a more is more? And let me show you what I mean. If you're a less is more person, you might go, hey, well, if I think of, say, three properties getting my goal, I'd rather that than maybe five to six. And what are some reasons you might do that? I don't really want a huge headache. I want properties outcome. I don't want properties. I want properties to generate capital growth. I don't want properties. I want properties to generate cash flow. I don't want properties. You see what I mean? You're just doing the whole property thing for the sake of the outcome. You're not actually doing properties because you like them. So the main thing here is this is definitely a less is more person. So what's important for you is the less is more. Do you just want one property that does everything? Maybe not. But could you maybe have a few? But what's the minimum required in your eyes when planning to get the balance of capital growth in the right location selection so you have enough choice? To not have so many roofs, kitchens, bathrooms and things to think about. And then to have enough diversity. So if one maybe is not tenanted, the other ones are. And typically when I speak to these type of buyers, they start thinking anywhere between that 700k to the sort of 1.2 mil, 1.3 mil. And when they start doing that, that's this less is more feeling. The three properties gets it done and I'll just wait for super to come around and just have my dividends and stocks and annuities or income streams coming from there. And that's cool. The key is it's not about owning 10 properties for many that do want to own 10. It's actually for them about the outcome of growth and cash flow. So now let's flip the script and go the opposite way. The opposite way is actually starting to go someone who says, I want 10 properties in 10 years. You might've heard that before, right? Or five properties in five years and whatever cool number that makes you feel pretty special about having X number of properties. Now there might be some strategic reasons around it, not just an ego, not just a a thought or a comfort or a target. Some reasons could be higher cash flow, more diversity, better rental yields to create that higher cash flow, uh, affordable pockets, being a little bit more resilient in times of huge sentiment shifts like we're seeing in the top ends shift, or even these affordable pockets just feeling like, hey, I can get in sooner, get in faster. And therefore, if one of them pops and I take a little bit of equity out, I go in for more. But guess what? If you understand quite clearly the rates bills, the water bill, the insurance bills and the letting fees, the property management, the maintenance, they don't vary much from a 300K property and a million dollar property. They actually don't. It's pretty crazy. So what that means is where you might have top level yield analysis as being better, cash flow analysis at top level being better. When you break it down to the bottom, they might not actually be better. One one mil property might be better than two to three, 350K properties just because the outgoings are higher. And I actually did that for someone recently. We weighed up the cash flow of three properties in regional Victoria. And when I weighed up those cash flows of three properties in regional Victoria, we just switched it up for one house in an executive sort of suburb with high yields and a good sort of modern home in Queensland. And all of a sudden that equal the same rental yields, but it actually saved them 10 grand in 
cash flow per annum just because they had no three sets of rates, no land tax of being in one state because they had all three in that one state and, and that state wasn't as good for land tax. They had three sets of maintenance, three letting fees, three vacancies, three council rates, three water bills, three insurance policies. And so these are some things to think about when you break them down. So what I've come to find out is that first question is about your personality, your risk profile. The second question is to actually go this. I use someone in 20 years that needs to hit this 20 year target no matter what off work because you hate your job and you just want to stop and you want to have a passive income. Or I use someone that focuses on, hey, look, if I kill my job or income in 20 years, I'm probably still wanting to do something. That's the bucket I'm in. Don't want to retire and just sit aside. The whole get rich quick, retire, retire rich, retire this, retire super early and freedom, abundance and choice. All those things don't, they don't appeal to me. This is me speaking here, right? You know what appeals to me? Just making sure I've got a bigger purpose and making sure I'm fulfilling my vision, my mission. I'm enjoying each day. I'm in an alignment between passion and what I do for work. And so when all of those things come together, that allows me to do is to just take passive income and portfolio building as it comes. Still have goals, still have visions around that, but not be so hard set on trying to do something to get out of something. So what does that mean for me? My purchase prices carry a lot more fluidity because I'm focused in on such a longer tail target. And if I don't hit as many purchases as I'd like to, then I can be okay because if I come down to say three properties instead of hitting four or five, I'm okay. I just dial the curve of time. I don't need it in 15 years. I'll take it in 20. I'll take it in 25 years instead of 20. So the key here is dissecting it really starts with your risk profile in terms of comforts. Are you less is more or more is more? Secondly is weighing up outcomes in full holistic viewpoints. So the bills, the outgoings and everything, the maintenance, because that price going down, you increase the price, you might get different quality choices of the bills, the feeling of not having to go into maintenance up front. And the third and final part is looking at it from a perspective of where do you see yourself in 15, 20, 25, 30 years. So from that perspective, now that you've got that, what are some end outcomes of selecting the actual price point? Well, if you are tight on a price point and it's just that next property to get across the line, you might not have a choice. Affordable prices, higher yields, and you just go for it. But then when it comes to actually having choices, say for those of the bigger budgets, they often struggle the most. Because if you have 2 million of borrowing power and you're listening to this episode, do you buy one, two mil places, two, one mil places, four, 500k places? Well, the buyer's part of me as a buyer's agent who helps people scale a portfolio is going to say, go get 500k places times four. That's four fees for me. But that's not what I'm here to do. What I'm here to tell you is the truth. And the truth is, as long as you average your yield minimum required as per your plan, as long as you average the total pool of purchases made, and then you just get enough diversity, whether it's two, whether it's three or four, it's TBC. All is based on your comforts there. It doesn't really matter. You could buy a 400, a 900, a 1.3, a 600. Someone telling you that, oh no, this is the science, this is why. Bull. I call bull. The truth is, there are enough locations to find growth over the long-term plan that will work well. At 600, 1.3, 400. There will be moments where the affordable locations pick up and beat them, but then there'll be moments where the top-end locations create separation, drive heavily with sentiment, strengthen finances, and move apart. And they all then close the gap again, they moved apart. So the main thing to share with you is firstly dissect what position you are in mentally. Less is more, more is more. Is it a component of certain diversity aspects that you need? Then from there, consider the minimum yields you need across a portfolio, the maximum balances that you're trying to attain. And if you average that minimum yield, one property could be one mil at 3% yield. The other property could be two 500s at 4.5% or 5% yields. And you might, as a result, bring the yield average to 4%, which might be your target. So was there really a bad property in that decision? 
Sure, someone could go, oh, well, what if you had four properties at 500K at 5% yield? Well, hey, you've also got now four kitchens, maybe eight bathrooms, maybe this to maintain, four bills, four that, four this. Let's be a little bit more holistic. And what if the four 500Ks meant that you had to go into a certain location and you cannot look at these other locations? Whereas the one mil price allowed you to do that. More locations, more choice, better decisions. So the key here is, in summary, it really depends on your risk profile. It really depends on how you feel in terms of a 15, 20, 25, 30, because you can always dial for time and dial down time to be able to allow you to move those goals. Then lastly, it's about in your pool of purchases, maintaining X yield average to meet your plan and maintaining maximum pool size. So how much you have to buy in summary, how you chop and change that is the fluidity you can be in control of and you can decide. But if you weigh all this up, this will allow you to pick out a portfolio plan that actually allows you to get ahead and be fluid, but also have structure and personalization. Not just this hard rule of four, 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 500K properties because that's how it should be. You're going to see so many options swing by you that you wish you would have grabbed them because that's what happens when you have the blinkers on and that's what happens when you focus in too hard. So if you're tuning to this episode and you're like, Arj, I need this fluidity. I need a support. I need a plan that considers my personal risk profile, not just a location that you research you like and you say everyone must buy 400k properties there. That is not how we operate. We're going to be able to take a step back and go, hey, find the right preference, personalization, find the right timeline, 15, 20, 25, 30, minimum required, maximum required, depending on budgets, total pools, minimum yields. Let's go. Let's be open to multiple markets and let's find the right one to slot in to be a holistic investor that fits in with your personal values and priorities. Because it ain't about ego of owning 10 properties, 20 properties. It's about hitting a goal. Very few people actually like properties for the sake of properties. It's just the thing that everyone talks about. Almost all people just want the outcome. Results, capital growth, cash flow, and getting to their retirement or their goals that help them just enjoy what they want to do. Whatever it is for you, it's your call. But let's bring some reality to the world of portfolio planning and not just ticking boxes with certain prices, certain yields every single time with such rigorous approach. Instead, the fluidity is what will give you all the right foresight to what you need to grow a portfolio that you want to have, that you want to build, you want to design. And to do that, you can reach out to us here at Investikit, investikit.com.au for a free consultation where we do just that and design the right portfolio. Take care.